Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. We're going to... We're going to kind of go over what has happened. See, I always do this, right? Right after we start recording, I decide I'm going to adjust my mic because it's in my way. (laughs) So, oh man, now it's falling off. All right, now I got it. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about, from the beginning... What happened with the COVID? And I'm not sure why. I just, I just can't understand people who are not red pilled on this whole thing. Who, who can't see that this, this is not what it, what they're saying it is. This is not, this vaccine is not about disease control. It never was. And the, the lies that they told through this whole thing. I'm just astounded that some people still don't see it. Well, I've referred to the past year, uh, mainly 2020, um, as the year of living stupidly. Um, yeah. And I think some people want to keep on doing that. There not there a movie called the, the Year of Living Dangerously? I think that's where that phrase came into my mind. I was like, well, this is the year of living stupidly. I have never seen that movie. Me neither. Or know about I, it. I, I, just, I don't know about it. I've <laughs> okay, never heard I'm going to go it, look it up so. <laughs> while we get started. <laughs> it is a movie. Okay. 1982. 82. There's a uh, thing called Year of Living Dangerously. Yeah, movie from 82. It stars Mel Gibson, believe it or not. Mel Gibson, uh-huh. Sigourney Weaver, and Linda Hunt. A young Australian reporter tries to navigate the political turmoil of Indonesia during the rule of Pre- President Sukarno with the help of a diminutive photographer so i don't know maybe, maybe it's an okay movie he's a good actor but um not all of his movies are good though yeah right now on the other hand uh tommy lee jones i will see a movie just because he's in it and <laughs> he's never not made a movie better that i've oh, seen by being there versus if he wasn't in it yeah like some movies it's like if he wasn't in it i there's just no way in the world i would watch that movie but i mm-hmm. still gladly watch it with him in it for some reason i don't know he just he does something to a movie he makes yeah. it better yeah all right so i'm going all the way back to um january 6 of 2020 uh the cdc is issuing a level one travel watch um because of China's outbreak, which China was alluding to, but they're not, they're not really telling us much about it. They're just saying that there's this virus because I think, and maybe I should have included this in the timeline. I think what happened was China wasn't going to say anything about it, but some doctor sent out some, uh, reports when he shouldn't have. And of course that doctor's now dead. Yeah. But of course. their plans were to, quote, keep it under wraps. I don't even know if that's true anymore. The the whole, I try not to engage in conspiracy theory, and but so much of this has been, a lot of it's been proven right, like the fact that this is a man-made virus, mm-hmm. and so many of the things that we thought weren't even possible 
now kind of look like they really did happen. So when China acts like it's trying to cover it up, is it really because it wants to it wants us to look at the history and say, yeah, they were trying to cover it up, so obviously they didn't do this on purpose, you know? Oh, if they intended to release it to the world, they wouldn't have been trying to cover up. Right. Um, and on January 8th, the WHO is declaring preliminary identification of a novel virus, um, and it, it's that's what these outbreaks in China are due to. So January 8th, the WHO, which is controlled by China, is telling us, yeah, there's something a little bit different here. It's not, it's not the same flu. And, um, on January 17th, the CDC says that travelers into the U.S. from Wuhan will have to have, be screened before they can come in. Now, we know it's in Wuhan, but we don't know anything else about it. But it's at, it was around this time, I remember, number one, Trump is, is tweeting things. It, it was within those first couple weeks. Trump is t- tweeting that, yeah, there's something going on with China, but it doesn't look like it's going to head our way. We think we've got it under control. Um, but really, the Trump's the only one talking about it. No one else is talking about it. Even, None yeah. of the politicians are. Trump is actually tweeting directly to the U.S. people about, hey, there's this thing in China. Looks like we got it under control, but this is what's going on. Um, which later they got, he got static for as if he's trying to tell people, nothing to see here, folks, keep moving. When it's like, he's the only one that was talking about it. He was the only it. one talking about it. Yeah. I remember getting his tweets in the morning and kept talking about this virus in Wuhan. I'm like, why is he telling us about this? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even is. understand why he was talking about it. Um, this is also around the time that there are conspiracy theories that talked about these smoke clouds coming from China and the smoke from something burning has a certain chemical in it that generally you only get by burning human bodies. Huh. That, and and it was coming from the area of Wuhan. That was going confirmed, on. Is confirmed or is, is it still a rumor today? I've never confirmed it. I just, I just remember people were saying that and people were starting to say, hey, maybe this virus is a much bigger deal than they want to admit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And maybe a lot of people are dying. And they're not telling us about it, which you could pretty much you could tell me China did anything, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, that's, that's just one write of the, it off. The, it's like um, these people are bad. It's one of the tenets of 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 interpreting anything that goes on in the world today is that if it's evil of any magnitude, China is capable of it, and if China is saying something, they're just as likely lying as they are telling the truth according to whatever would serve them best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. January 23rd, VOX, Vox, uh, has this article staying, and it's pointing at out that travel bans to fight viruses do not work. Uh, that same day, China seals off Wuhan, 
canceling any travel in and out of Wuhan. Okay. But if that's what I'm, that's the report I'm reading. But I, I remember they didn't, they only canceled Wuhan from national travel. They still allowed Wuhan people to fly in and out to Europe and anywhere else they wanted to. Do you remember that? Just not around in China. Yeah. It's I, like they I didn't don't want remember. it spreading you know, around China. I became, I came late into even uh, a full consciousness about the goings on of COVID um, because there had been, you know, in, in the past years of our life, um, you know, s- slight scares. Yeah, like, like this, this before. swine and, flu and, and you know, they, yeah. They, it never amounted to anything. Okay, it's 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 another one of those. Is how I it's thought another of it. so Chinese I never really virus. Paid attention. Yeah, the Asians have a lot of viruses that, and uh, some people say because they're doing a lot of experimentation over there. I say it's because I still think it's because they eat meat eating mammals. Yeah, and dogs I don't, and cats. I don't think we're supposed to do that. Um, on uh, let's see. On January 24th, Trump held a briefing on the coronavirus specifically for the senators. Uh, none of the senators or very few of the senators showed up because they're at the impeachment trial and submitting in impeachment questions. Remember, that whole thing was going on. That's Trump's right. trying to That's deal with right. the Wuhan virus, the Chinese virus. Trying to impeach him for... yeah. For, for talking to some dude at, at, uh, in Ukraine. January 26, Fauci says the American people should not be worried or frightened by this. It's a very, very low risk to the U.S. And it's not something that Americans should be worried about. Uh, January 27th, okay. um, Joe Biden campaign praises China for being transparent. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I'm this sorry. is from Axios Klein says, I think what you'd have to say about China is it's been more transparent and more candid than it's been during the past outbreaks, though still there's problems with transparency and candor. So are they transparent in that? Well, at least not? they like, said that much, but, but let's, you know, if China, <laughs> China can put admitting- on the face of transparency. I guarantee you, everybody out there, China is not transparent in anything they do. Anything they bring, anything they say, anything they present, anything they let right. the world know, uh, deliberately. And, you know, you may discover secrets, but anything that they, they put out there deliberately, it is put out there to serve China without regard to whether it's truthful or not. I'll tell you what it is, is China was transparent about the things we've already known about, you know? Mm-hmm. So we knew there was a virus. We knew it was starting to cause problems, and China admitted to that. So good for them. Right. Yeah, just that. Hold on, Danny. Uh, ask him if he wants you to put a movie on, um, on the Roku. You have to play it and fast-forward it like five minutes so that you can prove to him that the subtitles are on, and then go back and start it over after he sees them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but is he going to ask to put on that one movie like always? Maybe is. Yeah, he probably will. Just say, Grandpa, we don't have that one. And if he asks you to put on Grease, we don't have that one either. I don't know what he's thinking about, but he's not wanting to watch people dance and sing. (laughs) He thinks he he wants to watch Uh, Grease? I don't know what to put on then. 
he's got a list. Say, Grandpa, you wanted me to put a movie on. What do you want to watch? During your podcast, not to be mean, you say, uh, a lot. Yeah, I know. I say, uh, a lot. My kids are giving me podcast advice. Uh, I yeah. January 30th. CNN publishes a piece in, and, um, Corona Task Force, another example of Trump administration's lack of diversity. So CNN is worried about Trump's, uh, diversity oh in handling the coronavirus because that's what's most important here. Because getting the most different colors of people onto the task force is what's going to stop the virus, right? Yeah, viruses do we, not yeah, like we need diversity. diversity. Yeah, that's the same day. The WHO declares a global health emergency, and uh, the State Department here in America advises against traveling to China. That's on the 30th. Okay. On the 31st, Trump says, "All right, no, no more China." He said he suspends the entry as immigrants and non-immigrants of persons who pose risk of transmitting 2019 novel why do they call it they they're calling it novel coronavirus novel novel I'm coronavirus sorry. right yeah yeah so he's shutting down uh tra- travel yeah, between is, us and China right. this is the um, travel the China travel ban yeah biden is calling him xenophobic uh new york times they've got a diseased guy who is saying i lost my place now uh that trump's decision to restrict travel from china was more of an emotional or political reaction uh the canada's health minister patty haju says that there's no reason to doubt china coronavirus data um it's we we don't need to be worried about this that's what everybody's saying Trump is shutting down travel to and from China. Everyone else is saying there's nothing to worry about here. Now, was China saying they had it under control and that they're not spreading it at that time? Yeah. China's kind of not admitting to anything. I mean, we know what we know from things like satellite imaging and the fact that they stopped all travel in from and to Wuhan Within yeah, in, their mainland. Within their, but, but they're still letting uh, stuff fly out of there to Europe and America. Um, on February 2nd, a CNN tweet says, There's a virus that has infected 15 million Americans across the country and killed more than 8,200 people this season alone. It's not a new pandemic. It's influenza. That's from Who CNN. put that out? CNN, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. New York City Health Commissioner, I'm not even going to try to say that, tweets, As we gear up to celebrate the Lunar New Year in New York City, I want to assure New Yorkers that there's no reason for anyone to change their holiday plans. Avoid the subway or certain parts of the city because of the coronavirus. Everything goes on as normal. There's nothing to worry about, is what they're saying on February 2nd. Okay. February 4th, they're starting to talk about masks. And Fauci says masks are really for infected people to keep them from spreading to people who are not infected. It's not to protect uninfected people from acquiring the infection. 
That's probably the one moment in this entire timeline that he was honest and correct. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's always made sense to me. Uh, I would see my my father-in-law wear a mask and I'm like, why are you wearing a mask? And they're like, yeah, well, you have it or something. <laughs> he can't, this is before Corona. They would mm. say he would come to our house. He, or he would just go outside and he'd wear him. I'm like, why are you wearing a mask? Okay. He said, well, I can't afford to get the flu. And I'm like, you know, the mask isn't going to keep season. you from getting the flu. Don't you? And he didn't know that. So yeah, the mask was like, get a it through your eyes or whatever thing. else. Yeah. And it was like a, it was a painter's mask, you know? And I said, oh, look how your, medical. look how your glasses fog up every time you breathe. You realize the air's just going around the mask, don't you? But, oh well, I'm not going to argue with an old person. Yeah. Uh, they like their masks. Okay. Uh, February 5th, 5,000 passengers on two cruise ships in Asia are quarantined. Um, in, on February 7th, we're back to the New York City Health Commissioner, and he says, we're telling New Yorkers to go about your lives, take the subway, go out, enjoy the life. Um, February 13th, there are zero confirmed cases of coronavirus in New York City and hundreds of Chinese restaurants that need your business, says the mayor. Who's the mayor? De Blasio? Yeah. Yep. Um, and February 14th, France announces Europe's first coronavirus death. I think it was around this time that we started talking about this. No, it wasn't. No, no it because wasn't. by the time we we talked about it on our podcast, there had been deaths in America. The whole um, uh, nursing home thing had had, had sort of started. Happened. Yeah, yeah. The uh, and the toilet paper was starting to disappear. Oh, that's it wasn't right. a shutdown yet, but. <laughs> Um, no, but uh, Fauci announces that the risk of coronavirus infection in the U.S. is minuscule. Uh, also says that people shouldn't wear a mask unless they're contagious. Mm-hmm. February twenty third, coronavirus infections are surging in Italy and South Korea, and Italy begins to lock down towns. I. I was Just starting in terms to take of quarantining the ta- towns, them like like from travel or or closing businesses. They were closing businesses down. Okay, I remember reading that, thinking, "Well, that's kind of dumb. Why? Yeah, that's they're not they're not quarantining people who have the disease. They're they're shutting the town down, and they think that I guess diseases don't travel when the town is shut down." Um, February 24th is the famous Pelosi speech where she goes in, uh, uh, let's see, I think that was in, it was in Chinatown and she encourages people to go out and kiss Chinese. (laughs) And that same day, the White House submits a request of 2.5 billion in supplemental spending to combat the virus, the outbreak. So, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's like Trump obviously thinks something's going on here because he's asking for money. Yeah. Um, and I think this is around the time people are starting to take notice. Um, they're not, they're not admitting they were wrong. They're just starting to 
the the Democrats are starting to say, hey, maybe maybe there's something to this. And at a campaign rally, Trump Trump's talking about the Democrats' criticism of his response to the coronavirus, and he says it's their new hoax. The China travel ban. Yeah, and he says it, it's their new hoax, which everybody oh. reports as. China, uh, Trump claims that the coronavirus is a hoax. Is a hoax. That's how oh, everybody right. claimed. No, reported it. Okay, which wasn't at all what he said or meant. Right. Um, March second, De Blasio is still saying, "Everybody, just go on with your lives." Uh, still nothing to see here. March fourth, um, the uh, New York City Health Commissioner on March fourth is saying. He's not really no longer denying that maybe there's a problem. He's saying that being in a car or on the subway with someone who's sick might be a risk factor. Some people are saying things like, you know, 15,000 people have died of the flu season. A couple of years ago, 60,000 people died of the flu. They're comparing this to the flu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. March 8th, Fauci says there's no reason to be walking around with a mask because it could lead to a shortage of masks for most, for the people who actually need them. And also, they don't do anything to keep you from getting the virus. Um, March 9th, at a town hall meeting, Bernie Sanders says that he thinks it was wrong to close the border. He was... He again attack, uh, told said that Trump was just acting on xenophobia. On March 11th, Trump stops travel from most of Europe mm-hmm. and declares a national state of emergency, authorizing 50 billion in federal funds to go to the states. So Trump is funneling money to the states now. Right. See, that's the billion. thing. That's one billion per state if you split it that way. This is this is March 11th. This is when governors suddenly decided to start shutting things down. When they started seeing that money, that's when they decided, let's shut it down. By March 30th, uh, Virginia, Maryland, Washington, D.C. Uh, are under lockdown. And it's not even that the state is shut down or businesses are shut down. People are like being threatened to go to jail if they come out of their homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are being encouraged to tattle on their neighbors who have gatherings and stuff like that. Um, this is, this is March 30th. See, I guess it was around March 15th that they really started shutting parts of America down. Yeah, that's that when you was, started seeing the the tweets and the memes and stuff about uh you know making fun of all of it. Um, you know, yeah, nine one one. I'd like to report. I saw a group of people not being properly afraid. That kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and they started the whole social distance things like that. I think I think that was my kind of my red pill moment. It was pretty mm-hmm. early. It was like March. Somewhere between like, March 15th and minute. March this is 20th. Not, yeah, this is not a disease control exercise. This is a exercise in population um, management. Not not like population size management. But this is a uh, an exercise in can we control our citizens? Yeah. 
It sure seemed I mean, that, that that's way. That's what it felt like. It, 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 it did not at all feel like a disease control measure at all. I was, um, I, at the time I was on like a local city forum just talking with various neighborhood people and the, the fear was so unreasonable. You know, um, they, they kept talking about the fact that we have to find a way to flatten the curve. Remember that? Flatten the curve. Yeah, flatten the curve. Now, before they said flatten the curve, they said something about keeping it from spreading. And I had pointed out that it's a virus and viruses spread and you really can't do much about it. Yeah. Just let it happen. It's not like a, if it, if it were one that was like a, like if it were something that caused death almost all the time, okay, then you quarantine people who have it. And yeah, very quickly. It can burn out quickly then. Yeah. Then you can contain it. But something like this, this is a cold. It's going to go and around no matter know, what. I, I don't know if, if we, cause it wasn't until later, and you probably have it in your timeline, when they started realizing how many people don't even develop symptoms, never know that they have contracted the virus, it's done its thing, their immunity did what it's supposed to do. And they're okay, and they're walking around immune now. Um, no, it was there, there, most there people still don't that admit yet. that. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a lot of people who, who even now uh, are, want to be flat earthy about it. Um, that was I back then at March in in early March. I said something to the fact that well, why don't instead of hiding from it, why don't the younger people go out and get it? And not be afraid of it. And then we'll be immune to it. And we can do all the work necessary to prepare for the old people getting it. And not I only also that, said. But if the young people yeah. get it and now they're immune, they won't spread it to the old people. Right. That's how immunity works. That too. Yeah. I also said that instead of, because they started talking about flattening the curve and, uh, they were suggesting a shutdown by mid-March, and the people that I talked to, I would say, well, instead of shutting down, shouldn't we be ramping up? Shouldn't we be, if if we're worried about there being a shortage of supplies and shortage of beds, shouldn't we build some makeshift hospitals to prepare for that? And they all said, no, we should just stay in our homes so that it doesn't happen. I said, wait a minute. It's going to happen. That's why you flatten the curve. It's going to happen no matter what. They've already told us it's going to happen. We just want to slow it down. But so if we're accepting the fact that it's definitely going to happen, again, shouldn't we ramp up instead of slowing down? Uh, I, yeah, people even don't get back that. then, even back then, I started to see that this is. This is a weird phenomenon for mo- for a lot of Americans. They've they've swallowed something, but I don't even know what they swallowed because yeah. <laughs> a lot of them were repeat were were they were saying things that the politicians weren't even saying yet. I don't even know where they were getting their it's ideas. Like they were getting ahead of the uh, of the of the uh, lies. misinformation curve. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, you is, know, they're talking about weird, shutdowns, it? and it's like. You're wanting to shut down why? To keep people from... Okay, but nobody said that we're going to keep people from getting it. 
Why are you now, saying you're into, that? You're into mid-March here, right? Yeah. Okay, isn't... The, I mean, do you have it on your timeline when most of the bishops in America decided to shut down masks? Because that was right around then. I... I you think it was I in mid to late March. I was no. in Seattle, or not in Seattle. I was in Vancouver visiting grandkids, and by the time while we were there, the bishops all shut down mass. That's right. I think that was in uh... mid to late March. I think because then I came back and I found that my work, the policy was work from home. If you have traveled to whatever areas, work from home for at least two weeks or something like that. Well, then by the time yeah. those two weeks got up, we were in kind of permanent work from home mode. Yeah, because it was in early, it was March 7th that Pope Francis decided he would not be doing his normal appearances. And by mid-March, Pope Francis had shut stuff down in Italy or in Rome. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the bishops followed suit by the end of March. So it was like, we're just, and, and the, the governors hadn't even asked them to yet. And then by, right. by early April, the governors are saying you have to shut down. And a lot of Protestant ministers are saying, up yours. I'm not shutting down. Mm-hmm. Cause that was when we, we did that whole, uh, we did that video on. Let me find the video. Oh, the one you uh, on on essential. Yeah, non-essential workers and per, stuff. Non-essential persons. Yeah. Let's see if I can find that. Now you know one of the things essential like, workers. Said, yeah, essential workers. That that was May tenth. Okay, right. So so throughout that period from from mid March, you know, in into to April. Everything had, had gone that way, and then it, the governors got on it and, you know, essential workers only. What does that mean? Nobody even knew what that meant. They tried to give, yeah. like, some sort of classifications. Um, that was around the time that my wife went on um, unemployment because she does compensation and pension exams um, for veterans, and it, they were trying to stay open. They wanted to serve the veterans who wanted to be seen because they've got to go through these exams to get their money. But there was like one veteran who filed some kind of lawsuit in one area, like you know, somewhere else in the United States. And yeah. because of that lawsuit, the VA ended up deciding that they and their contractors are all going to stop doing the exams. Um, yeah. I, oh, I, but you everything... know, I, I wanted to mention You were gone something. for this a couple of weeks there. For a couple what? Weeks? Weeks. I'm trying to find out when we... We finally started talking about the COVID-19 craziness that was going on. And that was in June. No. Uh, I thought it was earlier than that. No, wait a minute. Okay. That was 2023-27. That was March 27th. March 27th. Right. Yeah, exactly. That that makes these sense. Are all, that would have been right when I came up. back from Vancouver. But... I, I do want to say so. This is a bit of a sidetrack, but you you brought up that Protestant ministers, a lot of them, you know, thumbed their noses at the governors, said we're not shutting down, and yeah. kudos to them. Um, priests did not. However, as Catholics, we cannot um, we cannot hold the priests 
to blame for that because regardless of the governors, the priests are solemnly obliged to obey their bishops. It's the bishops who shoulder all the blame with regards to the Catholic Church's response to this. Yeah, they, they do not really have a choice. They've, they've got to do what the, what the bishops say. And the bishop said, shut down, shut everything down. So that's what they did. Just want to point that out to people. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay. We had taken a long break and we had not done any podcast for a long time. Is that when we did our, our recap podcast? Yeah. That, (laughs) uh, March 6th is when we did our recap. March twenty yeah. seventh is when we talked finally talked about COVID because mm-hmm. it, everyone was going so nuts. I said we got, I said we we should restart the podcast, yeah. and that's when we did it. Is March twenty seventh because by then most of the states were either shut down or had a plat shut down in plan, and I don't know. It was. I really think that time was so weird because I, I didn't figure Americans to, I, I didn't think people would, I didn't think people would take it. I thought, it, it nobody's seemed, gonna do this. Yeah, it seemed to run against the grain of the American spirit to go along with this. And, I mean, it just shows you how effective, I think, um, Liberal and, and, and communist forces have been in dulling the American spirit, um, yeah. and the American character since the, the thirties. You know, they said, we're shutting everything down. Um, if you have a large giant business like Walmart, uh, the, the bigger industries, those can stay open. Some of them it, anyway. If you're paying a lot of the taxes, you can stay open. That's how, that's how it really yeah. went. Yeah. And that's but, why the, 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 um, um, un, uh, what's the word? Disproportionate treatment of churches, because generally speaking, the churches don't pay any taxes. So it's like, well, right. we're not going to make allowances for you. Yeah. Um, and that's also when the masks came in because, um, that's another thing. I, I was astonished because I thought people aren't going to wear masks. I mean, when they explained why you're wearing the mask, I I knew that this is nonsense because none of it makes sense. This you is know, where they, they started you, selling the fiction of asymptomatic transferal. Yeah. So you could, maybe you have COVID and you don't realize you have it, and now you're spreading it. And that's why you should wear the mask. And I thought, well, okay, what about the people who have already had it? Do they have to wear? Yeah, they definitely have to wear a mask. Why? What about someone who can prove that they don't have it? Yeah, they should wear a mask too to keep from getting it. Which we've already, you know, which it it has already been said several times by Fauci doesn't work that way. Yeah, but they started treating it as if it did work that way. Yeah. And And on top of that... The, I think there was no, it didn't matter what kind of mask you had. Yeah, I know. Any kind of mask. That's why, that's when I went and bought my, um, mosquito nets. As I carried one around in my pocket. So if someone told me to put a mask on, I'd say, well, can it be made of anything? If they said, yeah, I was going to pull my mosquito net out and put it over my head. 
I didn't even ask him. I I had a hairnet. I just put it around my face. <laughs> and it was the dumbest looking thing in the world, but nobody but, said a word to me. Yeah. Because nobody cared. As long as you showed compliance. That's, that's what they were that's looking what, for. That's what demonstrates. That's the thing. That's what shows that these had very little to do with any kind of public health concerns or, or disease control. It's the fact that they were so inconsistent that, that they would allow things that made no sense if their stated reasons were their real reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I it's was... like all the stores. Like you go to Walmart and suddenly they have this turnbuckle style line to get into the store so they can count the number of people in the store. So what you end up with is this great big mass of people at the front door rather than that same group of people spread throughout the store doing their shopping. Made no sense. So obviously concern for this disease is not really what's driving these decisions because if it were, they would not make the decisions the way they're making them. And you've got a, a place, say, in a store where maybe a, a, if it were a small store, you're touching the same product that maybe five other people touched. Uh, you go to a Walmart where there are thousands of people. Now you're touching something that a thousand <laughs> people have other touched. people touched. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, none of it it's makes like, sense. <clears throat> Around that time, I went to a Lowe's. Now, this, this particular Lowe's uh, has... Uh, you know, it, it's great big store, and then there's two large doors that exit out onto the garden center. Um, as part of their COVID response, they closed both these doors. You can't get in and out between the garden center and the store. Now, I needed something. I was in the garden center, and I needed something that was on the wall, right on the other side of the wall. That is, you know, the, the one that's adjacent to the garden center. So yeah. I could have gone through that door, walked, you know, 40 feet, grabbed it, and then come back. That, that, and, and if, you know, assuming I had the disease, whatever, that, that would have been my, the, the area within which I might have affected something. But no, I had to walk out of the garden center, past a bunch of people who were in line because they have the registers right at the front where you walk out. Across to the main entrance of the store where I went in through one of these turnbuckle things and passed a whole bunch of people. Uh, then through the store over to the point where the garden center doors were, but they were closed, got my thing from the wall and then walked back the other way, past a whole different group of people and then all the way back around past those same people or different people in line at the garden center and then finally got my in my place in line. So think of that that mere act of closing those doors. If I had yeah. been carrying the disease, turned me from a micro spreader to a super spreader. Yeah, I, you know that's you know, that's the kind of thinking or non thinking that I found exhibited at every single step as these shutdowns were happening. You know. The uh, the thing is, I had I had bought into the rhetoric that okay, yeah, these morons in New York and San Francisco, they're going to go for this because they're idiots. 
and because they're wusses. But small town America, no, we're not going to do that. And I thought that's what would happen. So as I'm traveling between states, stopping at these small towns, it's just as bad there as it is anywhere else. Everybody's wearing the mask. Everybody's buying into it. Nobody's saying, no, I'm not going to wear a mask or no, I'm not going to make people wear a mask. It was universal across the states. Well, you know and what I, happened there? There, there, I, I can explain that phenomenon. The thing about small uh, towns is that in every town, even a small one, there's a small power structure. Yeah. And so in a small town, the chief of police or you know, depending on whether they even have a police department, the sheriff, the local sheriff, um, he gets to be the head honcho. Where suddenly, in a lot of these small towns, these masks became a way for these small town sheriffs and small town chiefs of police to become their own petty tyrants. And so they would go and um, threaten and harass the local businesses if those local businesses didn't enforce masks within their stores that's why you saw a lot of that happening yeah but i really thought the locals would say no screw yourself (laughs) that's what i thought would happen i thought they they just this is america and america only puts up with so much and it seemed like they could have done anything and america would have said yeah sure okay yeah it seems like that doesn't it that that's a scary world to live in isn't it Thousands of Karens, they were just coming out of the woodwork, you know? If, if you would walk around somewhere without a mask, these people would go, excuse me, sir, excuse me, you want to put your mask on? And I, <laughs> yeah. I hardly ever wore my mask. Uh, if, if I absolutely needed to use that company's service or product, I would go ahead and put it on just to avoid the fight because I know that once the fight started, I'm not putting that mask on. Mm-hmm. So oh, if right, I could get right. away with not using them, then I wouldn't wear it. And inevitably, some Karen would come up chasing after me, trying to get me to wear one, and I wouldn't wear it. Most of the time, it stopped there. She would just harass me for a little while and then get tired of it and go harass someone else. Mm-hmm. But... um I don't know. Every now and then I would just say, all right, well, I'll go spend my money somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done that a few times. I've also done, like, if you walk into a big place, um, the people who are working, and unless like, like security or somebody like that comes, the people yeah. who are working there really have very little power. Like I'd walk into Costco and I'd have a mask in my pocket. And so the person whose job it is to watch for mask non-wearers was a, sir, do you have a mask? I'd pull it out of my pocket and say, yeah, and then stick it in my pocket and walk on into the store. <laughs> yeah, I've accepted. People would say, you need a mask? I'd say, sure, and I'd take it and put it in my pocket. Oh, there you go. Thanks, bud. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the mask. Okay, uh, so we're up to, what, April, April May time we're, frame? Yeah, beginning of April. And this is okay. this is when Cuomo's starting his crazy, oh, crazy stuff. Um. Yeah, he's he's coming down hard on everyone. And he's saying they've got these videos being released of New York hospitals filled with patients all on respirators. But here's the thing. 
you only actually saw a total of like 10 to 15 patients on respirators. Oh. They would... They would film it in different ways or in different ways. To try rooms. to make it look like it's rows upon rows of patients. Yeah, and they would crowd everybody into a corner and yeah. and act like it was a leaked video as opposed to them a staged making video. the video. And yeah. and it was all staged. And there would be uh people would sneak out in New York because you had to sneak out because if you were outside you were gonna get arrested. And they would take videos of the front of the hospitals, and there's nobody there. Yeah, there's the no one going in or empty. out. Yeah. And a few of the brave nurses and doctors took some videos and and let them leave, real videos where mm-hmm. it was like, this is insane. This is just insane. They they are letting doctors and nurses go because there's not enough work for us to do. Right. Because no one's allowed to have anything elective done. Uh, if you have cancer. Well, you can't treat that right now because we're treating COVID. My father-in-law goes to the hospital. He's got breathing problems. With breathing problems, they go the, you use those nebula, nebulizers, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Uh, it gives you your, that's how you get your medicine. He's in the hospital for two days while they're waiting for the COVID tests before they can give him his medicine because taking the medicine spreads COVID. As if him being there isn't going to spread the COVID. <laughs> it w- everything that, again, was so that stupid. That, that, yeah, the 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 lack of even the most baseline common sense shows you that this has never been primarily a medical consideration when it comes to all of these policies. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, beginning of April is also when Fauci's. Um, Blaming the wet markets. He's saying, okay, what's going on here is these wet markets spread it out. We need to shut down the wet markets. That's what Fauci keeps talking about is the wet mar- Everybody's talking about wet markets. I didn't even know what a wet market That's like an, was. I, I, it sounds isn't it disgusting. funny how every time some crisis comes, you learn new words that you never knew before? Yeah. Because they were market. trying to say the wet market in, in Wuhan is where the virus came from, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fauci's saying that the Wuhan... It, this is in April that Fauci is saying the Wuhan virus came from the Wuhan wet markets. Even though there's a lab in Wuhan who does all this weird work on viruses that actually creates viruses. Yeah. There's I mean, a lab in Wuhan. Existing. They find them in nature and then they modify them right. genetically to, you know, to, do various things to you know that's another term i learned gain of function yeah gain of function to see if they can make them more potent or see if they can add something to what they do or whatever yeah and i everybody just like swallowed this whole there's a there's a lab in wuhan that experiments on viruses and makes them more deadly and does all kinds of weird things to them and there's a new weird virus that we've never seen before coming from Wuhan and is from the Wuhan wet markets, which have been there for hundreds of years. Yeah, that's so that and people just oh okay yeah it's the wet markets that's what caused this. Let's not eat bats because they spread viruses. Not 
because that's gross, but because they spread viruses. It, people just, I was so surprised when people thought that was real. Um, let's see, we had, by May, uh, Cuomo is ordering nursing homes to accept all patients who have COVID. If you have COVID, he's going to send you to the nursing, to a nursing home, home where, where all the at-risk where all people the are. Old people. Yeah. Now is, this is, this is in May. Was this around the time that Trump offered? Because he knew that New York had a high population density and Trump offered one of the like Navy ships or something. Yeah. You know, I forget if it was a carrier or a battleship or yeah. what, but a, a, basically a ship. I mean, think how big those are to say, Hey, I can right. send you this and you can, um, put COVID patients on it and thereby quarantine them. From the uh, rest Looks of like the community, and this where instead updating his phone, he keeps using this really crappy. Where one. Cuomo said, and then no, he loses me halfway just the because he did not want to be accepting anything from Trump. So he's going to kill old people. Oh, I wonder if he just lost his battery. He's not answering now. All right, I got it. You there. So, yeah, what okay. happened? I don't know. You lost. You lost the call. I'm going to blame it on you. Okay, blame it on me. Somewhere. Where? Okay, so I'll, right. I'll pick up where I was. You can figure out how to cut this later. Um, so Cuomo rejected Trump's offer to send a ship. No, 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 no. He he took it. He took it. Yeah, I thought he rejected. It. He said, "No, I, I don't want. I don't want your help." Hold on. No, this is uh... talking about the what, what? What ship was it? One of yeah. I can't remember which ship it was, but it was in May. Okay. Oh, no, it was in April. Late April, Trump grants military hospitals to New York and some of the other major cities. And in the, in New York, it was in the form of this giant medical ship. Okay, and it was a medical Cuomo, ship. Okay. Yeah, and Cuomo says, we're not going to use it for COVID because then then people would be able to see other people would be able to see how many COVID patients we actually have. Oh, that's what it any. was. Right. We're going to use it for overflow for like broken arms and stuff like that. From the regular. Okay. So we're going to take your offer to quarantine COVID and reject that offer and use this for something else instead. And thereby yeah. put all of our nursing home uh, patients at extreme risk by putting the COVID patients with them. Except even those ships never had a single patient, even non-COVID patients. Because they did, the hospitals didn't overrun. Yeah. And and none of the cities had a single patient. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati, I believe where they, we set up up something in, uh, uh, the convention center. We Mm -hmm. set that up. The Duke center. I don't know what it's called now. But we set that up to for patients, and nobody went. Yeah. It was, nobody it, went. It, it, it's like this whole myth of hospital overruns it just never materialized. Yeah, and 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 this is why we were shutting everything down to keep we're, the hospitals going to flatten the yeah. curve. And remember, they said two weeks to two flatten, weeks the, flatten curve. the curve. Okay, well, you know, two weeks of after long. two months, uh, things are still shut down. And still, there's no one at the hospitals. Nobody's, I know there were sick people, but 
the hospitals were not overrun, not even close, so, you know, not even any half. Governor who had they sat, were okay, underrun, actually. Any governor who was dumb enough to shut down, but at least had a modicum of sense, would have, after the two weeks, or maybe after one month, give it four weeks, said, okay, our hospitals are empty, curve successfully flattened, let's go open, open back up. up. Everything, all that, the way. That would have been at least a respectable response. Now, of course, some of the governors said, we're not shutting down. Yeah. some of There were a couple strong governors. South DeWine Dakota was not one. one of them. DeWine murdered old people by forcing them into homes without contact with their families, wouldn't let their families come and see them, and made it harder for the nursing homes to hire enough people to take care of these uh, old people. And because the nursing home employees could make more money by being laid off. Oh, that's right. So when it came time to try to get everybody to come back to work, nobody would come back to work because DeWine had gotten everybody to go ahead and go lay off by shutting everything down. And so most of the businesses that shut down didn't open again. And nursing homes, again, because these old people were forced into positions that they they weren't mentally repair, uh, prepared for, a lot of them died. I know two of them that died. Also who died were people like uh, people who needed medical care but weren't allowed to go get it because only you could only go to the hospital if you had COVID. Uh, those, a lot of those people died. Also, people who died are people who were on heroin, but were getting by, by going to meetings and stuff like that. Oh, because now the meetings are shut down. All the meetings were shut down. All the drug use went up. Suicides went up. Overdoses went up. Everything went up. COVID death didn't go up. COVID death was never high anyway. Most of the people who died from COVID were old people. There was no reason to shut anything else down. The whole, I, again, we've, we've, uh, talked about the bishops, whether they're just really stupid or really evil. You could ask um, the same thing of the governors. Yeah. And I, I, and you Cuomo's couldn't convince case, me that they're that stupid. That evil. Yeah. This is, I mean, some Cuomo's of the governors, evil. I could say, you know, yeah, they're probably, they were probably Maybe. just stupid. Here, here's the thing about the governors, but not DeWine, not um, DeWine. He's not that dumb. There, there were, you know, because I've I have referred to this as a panic demic, and there were mul- yeah. like multiple layers of panic, and so you've got a sort of you know once once they decided to do it, once the the liberals and the media got on board and said, okay, you know what, let's go ahead and, and panic the population. There was the panic over the virus itself, but what drove a lot of the governors and even probably mayors of large cities was not a panic over the virus, but a panic over their image in terms of being not properly responsive to the virus. It didn't matter what they did. It didn't matter whether it was good or bad. It didn't matter whether or not it killed people or saved people. All that mattered was that they appear to be doing something. There was a panic over appearing to do nothing. And that's what drove a lot of the policies for governors and mayors. 2,000 years ago, a guy was on trial 
even though he didn't do anything. And the governor there knew he didn't do anything and wanted to set him free, but knew that it would look bad for him. So he went ahead and put him to death. And we've never forgotten that. We still attribute that to him every day at the mass when we say he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. Pilate. Uh, These old people in nursing homes died under Mike DeWine and under under Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, yeah, exactly. You know, Pontius Pilate is the prototype of the modern governor and mayor. Um, who gave in to this panic over appearances. Yeah. That, yeah. That's exactly what they're, they're all a bunch of Pontius Pilots because it's not just old people who died. Um, because of these shutdowns, there were people who lost their livelihoods completely and were driven yeah. to such despair that they committed suicides too. Yeah. People who never and would have been affected happening. by COVID directly. Right. It's, it's just inexcusable. And then, I, You've got numbers coming out of certain, you know, worldwide charity organizations and that kind of stuff that say as many as 10 million people worldwide may have starved because of the lack of charity that normally results in funds going to help feed them and uh, keep them going, you know, and, and, and provide them with, with the tools to be able to do things like like dig wells and build schools and that kind of stuff. So, you know, this this whole shutdown mentality has consequences that are way more far-reaching than just the old people that they killed. And we haven't seen the end of it because the shutdown in certain industries is just now starting to catch up. And I think it's I think it's going to be a while before the uh, buying class of America realizes how much damage it did. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, if, if they say only essential services are allowed to continue, essential services is, say, selling food. But that food's got to be prepared somewhere. And, okay, even if and you extend it and say food preparation – with that, we'll, we'll go ahead and allow the food preparation places to continue. But the food preparation places need certain equipment. And the equipment that they need has to be made somewhere. And those places shut down. So six months later, a year later, the food preparation places don't have the equipment they need. And yeah. now they're finally shutting down a year later, or they're not, they're not producing at at what they ought to be or need to be producing. People don't understand how this is might still play out, you know? Um, let's see. And that, all of that takes place in April and May. Right. Um, the, in June, the FDA, they, that's when they started going after hydroxychloroquine. Oh gosh. Uh, and, Like maybe some people's lives could have been saved there too, right? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it was it was completely taken off the table because it quote didn't work. But they never showed there was any problem with taking it. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it It was like proved as a wonderful 
both prophylactic and therapeutic drug for other viruses. Yeah. With with very malaria, little risk to the person taking it. Yeah. It was like, okay, so why is it why are we just gonna automatically say you can't take it? It's not even that it's not advising it's it's you're not allowed to take it in some states. And you're not allowed Governors, to talk about it. And you're not allowed to suggest that maybe you ought to do some studies with it. And you're not you, you know, it's like Yeah. It, it was weird. It was religious the way it was suppressed. That's when the canceling started too. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. If like, you said the word on uh, YouTube, you were canceled or shut down for right. a while. Anyway, exactly. It was like the 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 modern version of the uh, the 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 church's index of forbidden books kind of a thing. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, around June, that's also when we start seeing not just rumors of, but real. Evidence, damning evidence of the fact that they're falsifying records of people who die from COVID. Oh, mm hmm. Remember, we would, we, right. you know, a guy would wreck his bike and die and they'd have it yeah, as <laughs> listed as a COVID death. And people, it's like, wait a people minute. People would, I mean, it's like, like, it's, I mean, there were obviously mock ups, but people would come up with, uh, uh, these memes like, like showing, what purported to be a picture of like a death certificate, cause of death, COVID, yeah. contributing factors, blunt force trauma, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the real stories were just as silly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's also, we saw the evidence then and we saw, and, and it was obvious that, hey, wait a minute, you guys are lying about this crap. And then mm-hmm. we started having nurses call in and saying, well, yeah, the hospital gets X number of dollars if you, oh, that's if right. more people have, oh, that's also when that's we what discovered that the tests were not all that accurate. Oh, right. The tests right. weren't accurate at all. Yeah. And people would yeah. get false positives and false negatives. It was all over the place. It was like the test is almost meaningless. Um, this is, uh, I guess around June is when they started to reopen some places. And so there's this huge report of how now that we're trying to reopen, the number of cases is surging. Mm-hmm. And yet the number of deaths kept going down. And they kept talking about cases, cases, cases. Yeah. That's also when the, the, uh, weird, um, Black Lives Matter and Antifa really started to ramp up. And they were like firebombing cities. And right. Fauci would say, it's okay to go to those, uh, those super those spreader mega, events, super, the yeah, riots, mega rallies. But, uh, you should, going to a Trump rally is just irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. A, a Black Lives Matter rally is, is, is a, uh, is perfectly all right. A MAGA rally is a super spreader. Yeah. Um, I think it was in December that they started to come out with the um, vaccines. Now, this is just at the end of Trump's reign. Yeah, and Trump's in Trump his lame is, duck period here. He's, he's claiming victory for these vaccines. If I were him, I would have stayed away from that. I would. T- I mean, he did 
move the mountains necessary to get the right people together to come up with these things. But what they come up came up with was junk. I gotta get coffee. Yeah. And in fact, I I think you know I I mean I, there's still a lot of conspiracy theories about the the nature of the vaccines themselves. I I stand by that they're just junk. They are a interesting biomedical experiment, but they don't do what a vaccination needs to do, and that's why I call them a vaccebo. And here again, you you, you if you want to. You know, you, you don't have to necessarily know all the details of the internals of the medicine and so forth. Right. Just look at what people are saying and doing with regards to the vaccine. Those who are in charge, who in theory know what's going on, tell you that once you get the vaccine, no, it doesn't protect you from getting it. You can still get it. No, it doesn't protect you from spreading it. You can still spread it. Yes, you still have to wear a mask. Yes, you still have to social distance. Well, then why get the vaccine? Well, maybe right. it might lessen the strength of the effect of the disease in you if you do happen to get it. That's not a Which vaccine Which for kids at all. is almost nothing. Yeah. yeah that's that's like, not... Why bother? And then if that's the answer, then why? And I'm jumping ahead on the timeline here. Why? Well, we're this, getting to that anyway because this religious push to have every last person vaccinated, right? I mean, this superstitious. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna call it religious. I'm gonna call it a superstitious push to have every last person vaccinated. That's the thing. After all this building, by the end of the building, by the end of December 2020, anyone with just even a quarter of a brain can see how politicized the whole issue has become. And by January, most people are just not afraid of COVID. Yeah. Even the people who claim to be afraid are not afraid. Because if you they can were, tell they because they, yeah, they're not doing the things that afraid people do. They're right. doing things that obedient people do. <laughs> or and they're doing things that Karen's do. Karens, yeah, the Karens are still out there, like, hey, and they're still trying to. I still have a stick that I can beat people over the head with if they're not wearing a mask. That those are your Karens, right. you know, they're out there doing their thing. But it's not because they're afraid of the virus; it's because they enjoy yeah. being having something they can, they can beat people over the head with, and and tell yeah. them what to do and order them around. By 2021, people know that this is a political issue, and it's been turned into this weird push to have everyone vaccinated and even the people who uh are for the vaccination know that it's not going to do anything for them which is weird it's, that's what makes no sense to me this is where i'm unable to put yeah i'm unable to make sense of this i unless it's just flat out money for the big pharma but I, yeah, but I I don't think that's it. There's so I don't many think people. You know, it. Big Pharma is not like like paying everybody off to be a mouthpiece. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's it's so weird. This is this is the part that makes no sense. You've got this religious Big devotion. Pharma could convince country leaders to buy enough vaccinations for their people. They don't have to try to make everybody get the vaccination. Exactly. If they get enough money. 
then it doesn't matter if people are vaccinated or not. But they want people vaccinated, even though it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And, and they the, want people to have to prove that they're vaccinated. I, I think that has more to do with it, that I, it, it's it's setting up an infrastructure of, like, proof it, it it's more yeah. about the proof than it is about the vaccine it's it's creating now we're going back to the number of the beast which we did yeah, a while ago stuff. i know that or that's, or just it's, papers let me see your papers yeah, yeah hand, exactly that's how i think of it as kind of like the it's, the soviet union style or or nazi germany papers, papers please yeah um that's like the <laughs> My wife saw something on a, uh, well, I don't know what one or she looks on Facebook and stuff and somebody had this thing of the guy. It was like a video of a guy like, okay, proof of vaccine and, and proof of this and proof of that, you know, asking him all these, these questions and he's pulling out all these different things to show that he's got them. And, um, it's kind of funny because one of them in the middle of it just kind of thrown in there. Uh, you might not even catch it is blockbuster card. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, after he goes through all of this proof of stuff and then they say, and do you have your receipt? And he's like, oh, darn, I left it in the other car or something like that. And basically, he's just trying to pick up a suit at the cleaners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> um, I, you know, the, the point That's I think is well taken. It's like. Given the the ineffectualness of the vaccine itself, given that even those who promote it say it doesn't have any effect, why this weird push to have people forced to carry around their vaccine cards and stuff? Yeah. You know, after all of that, what I would point out is um, from the very, very start, we both, without talking to each other about it, had the same feelings on this whole thing. We both thought of it the same way. And we both thought, this is crazy. People are acting like idiots. Yeah. Um, we should not be shutting down over a cold. And we both knew that the COVID virus was real. It is killing people. But it's not killing people the way they're acting like it's killing people. And the things we're doing to try to solve it are not going to solve it. And we're killing more people by doing what we're doing. It, we were right the entire time. Yeah. I can't absolutely. look at one thing that we said and say, Oh, wow. I messed that well, one up. No, we're wrong there. Yeah. No, absolutely. That that's everything we said all along the way. And, and we never you know, denied even, COVID. Even in private, con- even not just the podcast, private conversations that, you know, yeah. cause we talk about stuff. It's yeah, it's, it's been there spot on. The whole time. I mean, there's times when we speculate about, you know, the way things are going to go or the way things might happen or whatever. But but in terms of the overall arc um, of this thing and 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 the stupidity that underlied everything that uh, those in power were doing. No, we've been spot on the whole time. Right. So when we figure out. Why exactly they're trying to get everybody in the world vaccinated? You can trust us to say to to tell the whole story. It's just that <laughs> this is the stumbling block. I yeah. can't figure it I, out. It does not make sense because here's the thing: we know that the vaccine does not do any of the stupid stuff that people claim it do. 
it, that people claim it does. It does not turn you magnetic. Yeah. It, it does not contain nanochips that give your location so that they can track you with GPS. It does right, not. Right, from the start. Yeah, it does we, were, not change we were kind of defending DNA. it. The, I, and that's, it's like, it doesn't do any of the conspiracy theory stuff that people have come up with so far. There's, it's just plain ineffectual. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Unless it does something long-term that we don't know about. It might do something to people. I I doubt that modern doctors and bioscientists have the ability to come up with something like that. I mean, I work with these people. That that you know, that's my I know, but we it considering it's a new technology um and it's unpredictable I mean, it could do something long. I, I don't doubt that it does something long could term it, to some people. Could it I just do don't something think it does to our genes? Long term. No, I don't mean could it do something to our genes. Could it do something to our reproductive output? Well, here, here's the thing. Here's that I, the one thing I keep getting back to that, that this vaccine, it carries, uh, some, um, RNA that some, some messenger RNA that gets into a cell and then it, that causes the cell's protein construction apparatus to start producing a certain kind of protein. Now, I think that it does this in the the way that the destructive viruses do, so that once the cell produces a certain number of these proteins, it basically dies out. It fills up with that, and and then it dies out. I, I could be wrong about that, but... Even if it doesn't quite do that, it might sort of change the character of the cell so that it's ineffective in what it's supposed to do because Mm -hmm. our cells are differentiated. Now, here's the thing. Most viruses that are out there are somehow coded. The, the, The proteins that make up the outer shell of the virus are designed... Designed is a funny word, isn't it? Are evolved or whatever you want to think of it so that they... Uh, go into and work on and attack a certain kind of cell within the body. They don't just indiscriminately start invading all your cells and causing them to to remake copies of the virus. It's a certain. For example, kind of cell coronaviruses generally target uh, respiratory cells. At least COVID nineteen does. Other coronaviruses, not you know, because a okay. cold, you know, because a coronavirus as a class is what causes the common cold. So, you know, it could be any of that, upper respiratory, lower, whatever. But the thing about this vaccine is that it's just some mRNA carried in, in like, I don't know, some kind of fatty globule or something like that that's meant to go into the cell. I think it's non-discriminatory. So if it happens to go, say, into the hair cells of the inner ear, it can destroy those and you can get hearing loss or tinnitus or something like that. If it happens to go into a woman's ovaries, it could make her infertile or perhaps cause birth defects with children yeah. that she might have in the future. So those are the kinds of concerns that I have. But I don't think it's possible for bioscientists today to target a specific kind of long-term effect with mm-hmm. this. I don't think they're knowledgeable enough to do that. And that brings yeah, us up to date. We're we're still living stupidly. At least a lot of the yeah, world is. Yeah, we don't. 
Now we don't. Some we don't know what starting to about. realize it. Throw off the shackles. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, I, I went, I went to um, Jake's fiance's uh, farm. Her family owns a farm. Um, oh yeah. And we were, you know, we were going to go out there for the weekend, and we said, well, you know, what about masks and stuff? Should we try to get a hotel that's across the the river in Missouri instead of? in Illinois because you know Illinois is real weird about the masks and everything and their response was oh no that's we're too far south of Chicago to worry about that nobody cares and, and it was kind of yeah. like that you you go around nobody cares <laughs> even though the there were mandates in place um people like north towards Chicago i think it's a phenomenon um like in china there used to be a saying you know, if people protested to like the local governor saying, Hey, the emperor says you're not allowed to do this. And the governor would say, well, the emperor is far away. (laughs) I think it's that kind of way in some places too. And so, um, I did drive through the Southern end of, uh, um, Illinois mm -hmm. and I, I don't think I saw any masks. Yeah. I, I did. And And we would go into whatever restaurants or, um, yeah, stores and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, okay, there's no masks here. So I, I guess my point is it's, it's encouraging to see that people have at least had the capacity, even if they didn't have the capacity to initially rebel against it, they've had the capacity to get tired of it and say, we're not doing this anymore. I, I hope that continues because they're trying yeah. to ramp up more fear. And they're trying to say, Talking oh, no, there's Delta these parents and stuff like that. that are killing everybody. And it's like, <laughs> you can only carry, I don't, I hope that they wouldn't be able to pull this off again, but I'm afraid that they might. And I just, I lost so much faith in the American people, uh, during this last round. I just, when the I went into is, Kroger's and I was the only person without a mask. Oh, yeah. And I've the, been there many times. The announcer's on the thing going, oh, we're going to ask all our customers to wear a mask. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just ignoring them. And I'm you, looking around and I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, and it's obvious the guy's talking to me, <laughs> but I'm just walking along like I don't hear him. Mm-hmm. But and, I, and I, I was the only one, 75 people, 100 people, and I'm the only one without a mask. But, okay, here was the thing. Uh, when they, not when they opened up the churches, when they allowed some of the priests to open up churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is before I was taking the kids to the TLM. I was going there myself, oh, but all of my kids were going to Novus Ordos. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam had gone up to St. Martin's and he said he never did wear his mask. And he was never told to wear a mask, but he was the only one in the whole church who Without didn't have a mask on. Yeah. And I went to, uh, the TLM and I, there was like one person there with a mask. <laughs> that was it. Nobody was wearing a mask. Well, you know, when, I, when Terry and I were in, uh, Illinois, we had to go to mass. And so we found a church and I mean, it was one of these, you know, newish, Sure, you know, modern parishes. Um, yeah. So everywhere that we go, there's hardly any masks. I mean, you might see one person here, one person there, but they're the kind of the lone holdout kind. Except when we went to church, everybody else had a mask except for us. Isn't that so sad? It is. It's like... The Catholics? Catholics among 
everyone else ought to be the ones to say, no, we're going to reject yeah. this loss of common sense because God it's, gave us brains and we, yeah, and that's the thing. Catholics have always been the church of, of reason and, and knowledge and doing what seems right. I, I don't know what made me more sad. The fact that the American people swallowed it or that Catholic Americans swallowed it and yeah. just, and, I, I had that one glimmer of hope when I went to the TLM and no one was wearing a mask. I was like, oh, okay, there are some normal people still. It's just that we're such a minority, even in the Catholic Church. And our Catholic priests and bishops are all drinking the Kool-Aid. And I I just find that so sad. Yeah. Because we're God's people. Disheartened. We don't have to wear a damn mask. We don't have to act like idiots. We can tell the rest of the world, you guys are idiots. But our bishops didn't do it. Our pope didn't do it. Most Catholics didn't do it. And that opportunity to shine is over. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's wow. what's, that's what saddens me is you, you don't get to go back and do that. You failed majorly. Yeah. Catholics failed and Americans failed. Just abject. Maybe. Maybe because people are kind of like, maybe they got tired of it enough to where it's not going to happen again. That would be great. But it's sad that they failed that first round. But, you know, Catholics could recover it. That, that Catholics can recover the Catholic spirit. If we I don't know if America, I don't know if anywhere in the world again ever in history we're going to see that American character that we used to have. Yeah, it was so hardcore and progressive, as in not just blind progression, but I want to do this. Well, true progression, and, not leftism. Yeah. It was like, like I want to accomplish this. I want to accomplish I want to build this machine. And we would overcome any kind of obstacle to get the machine built. And to build it in mass numbers. And it was, we could do anything. Right. When, um, I can't remember if it was Abe Lincoln or I think it might have been Thomas Jefferson. Who, who did the Louisiana Purchase? By the way, did you see that? There's this, uh, like YouTube clip or something of, of somebody harassing, uh, I don't know whether it's Jay Leno or Conan O'Brien or whatever. This guy in the audience, like, raising his, why don't you do more jokes about the Louisiana Purchase? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it wasn't Thomas Jefferson. It was, it had to be, too, uh, no, it was, I think it was Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought it was later yeah. than that. So this is, um, you know, we didn't own, I guess, most of Texas and uh, California, all these other western states. We didn't quite own it. But he had this dream of of getting all, the whole continent, from east to the west. He wanted all of it to be part of the United States. And it's not just that. He wanted to fill it with Americans, he wanted to populate it. That was his dream. Mm-hmm. Populate this entire continent with Americans, uh, with inhabitants who would work to create this monstrous 
uh, League of Nations. That at at the time, that's more or less what it was. It wasn't one giant nation. It was a whole bunch of states that would cooperate to be this force that the world had never known. But um, at some point, the government decided that we should not populate and that we should we should be less fertile and not have children to fill the land and it's weakened us and it's mm-hmm. when when you say well you know could could we ever achieve what we achieved before no i don't i don't think so because there isn't anyone in government who thinks that way anymore nobody says we're going to dominate this land and we're going to use the land for our good and we're going to uh fill the land no one thinks that way anymore it's all in thoughts of limiting the inhabitants and yeah keeping human growth down i don't know why that's a thing now i mean there's so much empty land out there in africa that's why that's why they remain third world countries you know they talk about people having a lot of babies out there but <clears throat> The governments concentrate all of those people in small areas, and oh, they don't it's let them not spread that out and use the land. Yeah, the the land is controlled by the government, and they turn it into these giant parks, and they protect lions and wildebeests and all these other animals who have these weird migrations. But they could dam the rivers and make the land more fertile so that it's not desert half the year. And the animals would, some of them might die because their migration patterns would die. But a lot of them would just say, hey, wait a minute, we don't have to migrate. The grass is here all year round. So they could make smaller parks. (laughs) It's like, oh, we're protecting your migrations. It's like if the animals could talk, they would say, what? You had the power to give us grass all along and you didn't? Yeah. (laughs) Morons. That's right. <laughs> but that that's what we did in America. We damned places so that, okay, admittedly, we made some mistakes with the buffalo. You know, we, we came close to losing them. Yeah. But But that wasn't by them. affecting their environment. We did that by killing them outright. Yeah, we just outright killed them all. That, that was, but, yeah, there's no, no magic there. Like the elk that are a giant migratory force right now, uh, like through Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, we could, they don't, well, I guess they, you know what? They migrate because also because of the weather, because of the, yeah, the they, weather pattern. During they the migrate from more than, than other. the grass grows in, in, you know, the, the valley, but we could stop the migration and keep a good enough number of the animals so that they don't die out and still be able to use all that land. We could yeah. do that. It wouldn't be, Africa could become a first world nation, uh, a land of first world nations mm-hmm. if the various countries did this. But and, the governments over there tend to be, I think, also more totalitarian. Yeah, they are. And, and then another, uh, a coup happens and a group of rebels break in. And take control of the government, but the rebels end up being just as bad as the government before. <laughs> yeah. As far as how they manage things. I, I don't know if we got lucky or if it was God helping us, but we did in America. 
I I don't think it. You're right. I don't think it, it really could is be kind of a miraculous uh, confluence of events that forged America, and and it really was kind of a forging, not just not just a, yeah. a forming, not just a birthing, but a, a you know like forging in in fire kind of a event that man and man we I should. I don't know if I don't know if there's I wish, a chance to ever recover that in the world. I wish we could go back and and. I think I wish we could restart the America series that we only did one episode on. Oh, gosh, that's but, so research um, intensive, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. I did so much research just on the one episode, and then when I re-listened to it, I was like, "Really, there's not much here." I know. After all the time that I spent, it really doesn't <laughs> say a whole lot. Uh, I I don't know what to say. I just don't have that much time. <laughs> Maybe when maybe when I'm retired, I'll be able to do some of that stuff. Yeah, and we can talk yeah. about it. <laughs> like twenty years from 20, now, exactly. I was going to say twenty years from now is when I think I might retire. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done with the subject. All right. Uh, we can talk about news. And I lost Danny again. He moves and he drops his calls, and then he tries to act like, "Oh, was that you or me?" Let's see if he answers again. I'm in the bathroom. Maybe that's what it was. He had to go to the bathroom, but he didn't want to do it with me on the phone. So he's like, all right, I'm just going to drop the call. You there? Yeah. Okay. All right. In the news. Um, what? Okay. Well, I'll just start talking. Um, so, okay. Joe Biden and the UK prime minister and the Australian prime minister form kind of an alliance against uh, China's growing influence in the Indo-Pacific Pacific region. So they're trying to raise up a, I, I guess, like a navy here against China, uh, which will include us giving, I think what it really boils down to is us giving Australia um, nuclear-powered submarines, which... On the face of this, I want to say, yeah, we need to do something. China's getting way too brave over there. On the other hand, the fact that we're giving Australia uh, nuclear-powered submarines and Australia is becoming a kind of a... The prime minister there is becoming a tyrant. Yeah, He's Australia forcing is... forcing... They're the ones touting the fact that, that they um, are developing this... This constant, um, th- this ability to sell th- this app for your phone to self quarantine, where the phone yeah. constantly monitors and reports your location, and if you're not within the area you're supposed to be, they come and arrest you right away. It's getting pretty bad in Australia, and it it like routine like like it randomly sends you like text messages that you have to respond to in order to prove that you have the phone on you. I mean that that's like right scary stuff. Yeah, this is um, and he's proud of it. The fact that we have the U.S., the U.K., and Australia going in this alliance against someone that we all know is an enemy. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, England, America, and Russia. Yeah, having an alliance, and it's like. Australia's getting really bad, and we've got our eyes on China and Russia, but Australia's doing the same crap. So, I don't know. They're forming this alliance. China condemns it and says, uh, you guys are, 
you guys are making it, uh, you're gonna destroy the peace in the area as if there's peace. And you're gonna intensify the arms race. Well, okay. I mean, that's not, that's what China's doing. So France is on the side of China and they're protesting the whole thing. In fact, they recall their, um, ambassadors from the U.S. and Australia in protest to this. Um, Biden is, agreed to meet with France in Europe soon to kind of try to prepare, uh, repair the relationship here. But that's as far as where we stand right now. Uh, France has agreed to send its ambassadors back to the U.S., but they haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. But France is still saying this is bad. And I don't... The problem is that it's Biden. So I, I can't think of anything he could do where I'd be like, yeah, okay, good job, Biden. <laughs> because no matter what he does, I'm going to think, you're, you're up to something. Here. Yeah, You're doing something bad. You're always doing something. You're an evil person. Or so, he's just not able to function mentally and what he's doing is like someone else someone else exactly and it might be a different someone else from time to time which is why Biden's entire administration might look like a whole series of disjoint actions without a cohesive um, schema for foreign um, policy the only thing we can say about the Biden administration as a whole is that it can't be trusted. Yeah. That's really the only thing we can say. So no matter what they do, maybe it'll be for the good, maybe not. I don't know. All I know is that I can't, we can't trust them. So we just hope that good comes out of it. Right. You know? Um, so a recent, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I just thought it was kind of odd. Uh, the the journal Nature reports that there are 700 million tons of carbon dioxide being produced by Australian brush fires. Okay. Um, this resulted in a massive phytoplankton bloom larger than all of Australia. And that bloom of phytoplankton absorbed the carbon dioxide. Yeah, that's why it grew. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, that's, that's they how report the world these things, and it's, it's a like whole, whole yeah, big complex system of 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 feedback, and <laughs> that's why the the whole environmental doom and gloom industry. Yeah, it's <laughs> they don't make stupid. any sense. It's like, yeah, it's, exactly. You have no idea how amazing this planet is. Every mm-hmm. time we learn something, we're more amazed, and it's like you really think that American industry. It's going to poke a hole in the ozone, <laughs> the ozone layer. layer. Or, it's like yeah, Rush it's Limbaugh used stupid. to say. If 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 uh, if the president came to NASA and said, hey, guys, we got to figure out how to poke a hole in the ozone layer, they wouldn't think. They yeah, wouldn't, they, they'd be like, they well, you do can't it. do that. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's been es- escalations over the past week with the – remember last week we talked about first North Korea – shoots a couple missiles mm-hmm. and then South Korea shoots a missile from one of their submarines I think okay and America condemns North Korea shooting missiles 
North Korea has condemned the fact that America condemned North Korea and not South Without Korea. Without condemning South Korea. They're saying it's double dealing. But well, you know what? we're not enemies with South Korea. North Korea's evil. We're not at war with each I mean, know. South Korea's not you know, it it's 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 got its problems, but North Korea's evil. Yeah. North Korea the, the they they do terrible things to their own people. We I don't know. Uh, Ukraine and US are announcing that they're gonna begin some joint military exercises. Okay. Uh, in the next week. So that's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, so Nor- what, Ukraine's still trying to fend off Russia. I was going to say, what what is Ukraine's status vis-a-vis Russia right now? Are they still succeeding in the, in holding them out? I, as far as I know, they are. Except for that one part that was annexed, uh, like right before Trump got in. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what area that was, but. I think they're still part of Russia, but yeah, they're still holding out. So this might get interesting. Now, was it um, was it Ukraine the country that that a few years ago there was talk about, and maybe that maybe this happened, maybe it didn't. I don't I don't remember. I, I, I my memory of modern events is is pretty bad. But wasn't there talk about granting Ukraine um, membership in NATO? I don't remember. I don't know. All right. I'm going to go look that up while you go on to the next thing. Okay. Uh, French authorities say that Notre Dame is going to... The cathedral will be reopening in 2024. I don't know what they're talking about. The whole dang thing burned down. I mean, it. maybe there's a frame that's left over, but the the incredible artwork that used to be there, that that's not going to be recovered. I don't... Those people need to straighten their country out. They need to get rid of all those Muslims before they try to open a major cathedral like that again. Yeah. Because it's just going to get burned down again. Um, so I guess it was like some of the right-wingers supposedly called for a rally to uh, express solidarity with the people who were arrested for the 9th, January 6th thing. Okay. Um uh, Okay, just off the face of that, when I hear that whoever is asking us to gather for a rally, that sounds like a trap to me. That sounds like the thing that happened in January 6th. Yeah. Why? So you can arrest us all again? Because January 6th was a setup too, I think. Yeah, it was just one big setup. Um, Now, we didn't know it was a setup, so a lot of people participated, but nobody, you know, I this... They, they erected another fence outside the White House, I guess, uh, for fear of violence because there's so many violent people on the right, you know. Um, and I think four people were arrested. So, oh well. So, okay, in Afghanistan, the Taliban replaces the Ministry of Women's Affairs with a new ministry named, get this, Ministry for Preaching and Guidance and the Propagation of Virtue and the Prevention of Vice. Say that again? On its face, it doesn't sound bad. Ministry of... Women's Affairs is going to be replaced with, and this is actions by the Taliban, Ministry for Preaching and Guidance and the Propagation of Virtue and the Prevention of Vice. It doesn't really spell out anything. It's just, well, if, you gotta say all that. 
I know. If you were, I mean, if it were Catholics, I would say, okay, that that could be good for the country. Right. But what it means is the Ministry for the Enforcement of Sharia Law. Yeah, that's that, really that's what ultimately it is. what they're talking about. Yeah, the new uh, Taliban mayor of uh, Kabul asks women to stay at home uh, in case their job can be filled by a man. He adds that the Taliban finds it necessary to stop women from working for a while and urge them to work in places where men cannot go due to gender segregation. The Taliban spokesperson, one Taliban spokesperson says that girls will return to school soon, adding that we are finalizing things. It will happen as soon as possible. The announcement came as the Taliban banned girls from grades 6 to 12 from attending school, which they said was only temporary. Yeah, they got to reorient so, the schools so that what they're teaching the girls is yeah, proper. They don't want to teach them, you know, you know Muslim femininity, whatever. That, you know, that's thing is, right. here's the thing that this this the girl thing, the women's working thing this is what people, you know, people like the modern leftist media and and probably our government are going to focus on instead of the yeah. fact that the Taliban are also going to start cooking up new plans for terrorism within the United States. Yeah. That you know, it, it's like okay, this this is this is what you expect. This is just a Muslim country being a Muslim country, if they were a Muslim country and stayed within themselves, there wouldn't be a problem. The reason Muslims are a problem is because their Quran requires them to conquer the entire world and convert it by the sword. That's right. what Islam is. And that's why it's a problem. Not because they have their particular rules about how women should work within society and so forth. The thing is, I want to do a show soon about what's going on with uh, girls nowadays. I, there's something weird happening to American women. And I, it's another one of those things that I haven't quite figured out, but I see the, I see the, uh, evidence for it everywhere. The way, the way women have suddenly come to hate men so much and the way they've turned themselves into victims is it there's like a race to see who's the bigger victim between all women hmm. and it's it's weird and but it's going to take some time to figure it out the thing is i i think feminism is i think it i think that's what started the destruction of western culture it is and it's also tied to abortion because yeah at its core feminism fundamentally what it is is this it's taking the idea of womanhood and trying to completely sever from that the idea of motherhood the reason we have yeah. separate men and women in the human race is so that we have mothers and fathers but if you take the idea of motherhood and say the concept of motherhood is not part of what it means to be a woman, to be feminine, then that's what feminism is. And yes, it is the, the start of the destruction of America. And yeah. yeah we, we ought to do a show on that sometime. 
I think, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Timothy Gordon has a book coming out on that. Yeah, no, well, Maybe it was we'll going to be a review. It was going to be that. No Christian Feminism, and then he changed the title. Yeah. And he and his brother are, are producing, they were going to collaborate on a book, but now they're producing separate books. Yeah. The book is Case for Patriarchy, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's going to be. So, I don't know. Maybe we should go, go ahead and order that. And um, we could review it. Maybe we could it. do like a review of that. And that would open up the discussion about what's going on in America right now. Why are girls so. I, what's going on? They, it's weird. The way they're acting right now. Mm-hmm. The way that most of the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter uh, people were white women. Yeah. White young women who had some kind of weird hatred that I don't think they can even explain. And who all claim some kind of victimhood. I don't know. It. The problem is that when you start talking that way, then you start to sound like the Taliban. And it's like, it's not. It's different. We're talking about something different here. Because the Christian world doesn't want women as a slave or as a sex object. Mm-hmm. But Muslims do. That's what Muslims want women to be. Yeah. I mean, you see that in their concept of what heaven is. Yeah. Your heaven is a bunch of virgins to have sex with. Yeah. That's what over heaven is. Over and over is. again. Christians don't say that. No. <laughs> Christians don't think there's going to be sex in heaven. It, sex exactly. Is, sex is uh, a reflection of what real love could be. Yeah, sex, I don't know. It, 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 yeah, it's sex for Christians is a uh, reflection. That's it's like a, good a word. shadow. It's a, it's a shadow, uh, you know, kind of a um, uh, an expression of certain realities of yeah. God and the relationship between God and creation and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But as an activity, it's part of our animal nature and right. not part of our divine or spiritual nature and not part of what we're going to be, you know, doing when we are in heaven. Even though it, even though we'll have a corporeal existence in heaven, right. it, it's not that's just not going to be like that. We got to talk about that sometime. That's specifically what you just said there because it raises other questions like all right, we but we were going to reproduce here on earth before the fall. Yes. Um we're going to fill the Would earth. it have been the same way? Was it and why are we losing that? Is it because we don't need to reproduce anymore? It's a good question. Yeah, we should we should explore right. that. We'll sometime. visit that. Yeah, we should Yeah. Okay, uh SpaceX. Uh, their Inspiration 4 mission lands on the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, this is the first all-civilian orbital space flight. Yep. I don't know what all-civilian... Oh, it means that there weren't, there weren't like, professional astronauts? Yeah. It no, was that couldn't be. Somebody had to piloted, fly it. I, I, think that, yeah. I think it was a SpaceX guy who piloted it. It wasn't... Really? It wasn't... I don't think it was government-funded or... Uh, manned in any sense whatsoever. Okay, I see. So the government had nothing to do with this, including this is NASA. Exactly. Okay. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Know. So if you want a guy, call the guy who piloted a professional astronaut. Yeah, he's professional, but he's okay. not a government astronaut. Okay. Well, that's cool. It is, and and I want to say something about this too because this is something that probably flies beneath most people's radar. 
But there will eventually be manned civilian space flights to the moon, to Mars, you know, who, where, you know, the, the, this stuff will happen. This flight is kind of like a, is a seminal moment in the same way that the Wright brothers flight was a seminal moment. Now, the Wright yeah, brothers, that's what I was going to say. This is like the Wright yeah. brothers. Now, nobody at the time really recognized the Wright brothers' flight for the place in history that it now occupies. They didn't. They, I mean, nobody looked at that and and imagined as a result our you know transcontinental and and intercontinental jet travel and that kind of stuff. But and and in, and in reality, at the time, there were a number of people who were working on. Uh, powered flight, and if the Wright brothers didn't do it, somebody else would have done it probably within that decade anyway. But this is kind of like a Wright brothers moment in both the ways that it's not really quite recognizable for what it ultimately is going to lead to, and in the sense that it's it's that seminal point that really is going to lead to some very big changes in how we think about um, our our use of the world oh yeah sorry I ran out of stuff to say you'll have to cut this out yeah okay alright back from getting coffee while Danny talked about space fight yeah I <laughs> I, I wish uh, hold on my cord came out of the phone so oh. my earbuds are not working hold well on. I can hear you okay there we go alright All right. Um, I wish we were going to be around long enough to see that fully develop. I know that would be neat. So that I, you know, go. it's probably but, going to be in a hundred years, and we'll be gone. And I mean, I expect I'll be yeah. gone in thirty years, forty years. So yeah, but oh well. Uh, maybe we'll get to watch it from heaven. Um, back to the Taliban. Uh, three Taliban members and two civilians are killed when a bomb planted by ISIL explodes. Um, so ISIL and the Taliban are they will be rivals so right yeah because yeah ISIL and and they represent separate caliphates yeah so these these people nobody gets along over there yeah Uh, (laughs) the United States closes the Mexico US border near the near uh, Del Rio after thousands of Haitian immigrants uh, arrived, and the U.S. is flying them back to Haiti, 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 yeah, Haiti. Sorry. Um, so this sounds an awful lot like the things that Trump was doing that he got criticized for, flying Remember? people back to where they came from. Yeah, and saying no, you can't come you gotta here. Wait. You apply. There were like ten thousand people. Yeah. yeah, they just started flooding so I, the city I just in heard, uh, Texas. City. I just heard something though um, on Dinesh D'Souza today. Dinesh D'Souza says that this, even, even this, this image that they're flying all the people back to Haiti who come to here is a bit of a ruse and is incorrect because what's actually going on is if you're like a lone guy, you show up. They treat you that way. They put you on a plane, deport you back to Haiti, whatever. But if you're a, okay. if you bring kids with you, then you go through the Biden process of oh. being brought into the United States and then released to go anywhere you want. Now, I don't know if that's true, 
you know, because obviously, I mean, Dinesh tries to be on the cutting edge, and that so was he, he resolves things as they go on. But that's what I heard. Yeah. It's not quite as as complete as what this report might be saying. Okay, so now we're back to uh, to human trafficking. I exactly. Mean, that's, that's because what those the are the ones was. that are going to have children. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, hey, if you're it's a human trafficker, disgusting. we'll let you in. If you're clearly not yeah. a human trafficker because you're by yourself, uh, you got to leave. You got to go back. Just your back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. kind of backwards. Did you ever see uh, Hotel Rwanda? No. That movie, uh, right? Film. No. That, yeah, the movie. It's a pretty good movie. Or at least when I'm watching it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Inspiring. This hotel manager saves all these people. That's what's how it's portrayed. But um, the the guy, the hero of that movie, the actual guy, Paul something. I'm not even going to try to say that name. Was charged with um, terrorism related charges. They don't say what they were. Hmm. But he's in Rwanda right now facing charges. Wow. I don't know if this is one of those things where he's actually a bad guy and they just made him look good for the movie. Or is he a good guy and this is a setup or something? Yeah, this is a setup because he's a good guy. Ah. So you you never know what these things. We have no way of finding the Let's track the story as it develops. Okay. All right. We'll start paying attention. I'll do a little bit more research by next week. Uh, Missioner, Michigan governor oh. decides uh, that you're going to build a electrified road to charge wireless vehicles as I, I guess as they're driving. So how do you... Okay, I understand how you could have an electric vehicle and you could charge it as you're driving on an electrical road. Yeah. How do you pay for the electricity that you've collected? Exactly. I mean, are, are the vehicles going driving. to have some? Uh, is it going to be like you've got to f- outfit the vehicle with a special electronic infrastructure to be able to detect how much it's collected I mean, from the road, and then it has to transmit that up to the state so that they can charge you monthly or something like that? Yeah, it doesn't make any. I mean, if you're going to do it, that you have to kind of have energy flowing through the whole thing anyway, yeah. whether there's something there to collect it or not, right? That electromagnetic field. Is that how it's going to work with, through through a wireless sort of... Well, they're saying wireless, so I don't know how else you could do it. I mean, they could do it like with a magnetic coupling, like the way cell phones do. Yeah, so, but... But like, so like your cell phone, you know, you're charging, you place... When your cell phone's not on it, you're not... It, it's not expending electricity, except a little bit to detect the cell, you know, for the detector. Okay, and then and then it detects. Hey, there's a cell phone there, and it steps it up, right? And yeah, then it turns on a the, bigger the magnetic coupler. Okay. but even if even if it were there all the time, I, I don't think it would. Um, I think without without a receiver, it it generally doesn't actually expend that much electricity unless there's something to to draw the the power from it. Okay, I. I you know, we've we talked we about had, this a number of times. We talked about that once on a Saturday morning uh, when I was over there. Or and a I, Sunday morning, I, we'll need to go back. I and was talk about just, that again. yeah, I was just starting to get understand how it works, and then I lost it again. And um, we're going to the gorge soon. We need to have yeah, that we'll do that discussion again. <laughs> I really want to understand this. 
Because what if what if I had something to charge and I lived next to this the road and I would just be like, well, I'll just go pull it up on the road for a little while and then bring it back to back home. You know what I mean? Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, in theory, you could do so that. So you get free electricity. Yeah. Hell, I'll put a great big thing over the road. Just put a flat thing. Cars will drive over it. But Yeah. Nobody would know. I'll, that's right. I'll like hide it somehow. And then just that's how I'll power my house. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, that's <laughs> all the news I got. All right. Well, I've got a few nonsense notes. So first of all, just as a, a nonsense, I just want to rant a little bit about Indiana's stupid. I don't know. Yeah, like what they, what they do now. Are you talking to your kids or to me? No, you. Okay. What, what are they doing now? So th- this is this is this is a like a micro thing because it's it's not what they're doing now. It's just the way things work, um, and it it's it's just like so like idiotically bureaucratic that it reminds me of of those dystopian mov- movies like Metropolis and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Okay. So Danny was my son was in a crash back in June car was totaled he was found completely not at fault at all uh he had his proof of insurance with him and um but the way indiana works is that if you were involved in any kind of vehicle incident at all you have to regardless of whether you have your proof of insurance with you you have to get your insurance company to submit a specific certification of coverage for the specific date in question, for the car in question. And if you don't do that, then your license is suspended. So, now here's the thing. So, so, now, first question is, okay, if you got to do that anyway, every single time, no matter what, no matter who's at fault, then why are you required to carry around proof of insurance in your car? That shouldn't even be a thing. All right, that's one thing. But we called, so I called the insurance company and said, oh, hey, he needs this to be submitted, blah, blah, blah. I gave him the dates and everything. And they said, okay, yep, we got it. Boom, they did it. And then forgot about it. Then today uh-huh. he receives a letter from the Bureau of Motor Vehicles saying that because he hasn't submitted the proof of insurance, his license is suspended. Now, wonderful. here's the thing. If you actually have proof of insurance, let's say like, like when, when I was in Michigan, if you failed to have your proof of insurance card with you, yeah, you didn't get your license suspended. You got like a $125 fine for not carrying it in your car or something like that. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, he's his license is suspended. And here's the thing. It's not suspended for not having insurance. It's suspended... For failing to properly submit the proof of insurance in their electronic form within their timeline that they set. Okay. Now, I called the insurance company. I found out that the insurance company actually did submit it, but the insurance company put the wrong date for the certification date for coverage. And that's why it didn't go through for Indiana. But now, until Mm -hmm. this stuff is all resolved, my son or whoever might be in this situation is suddenly without having any clue that it's coming driving a you know they're like 
driving with a suspended license, which means either you don't drive, so you can't go to school, can't go to yeah. work, whatever, uh, or you risk being arrested because you're driving with a suspended license. It's just right. the stupidest bureaucratic BS that happens in states where it's it's like you've got this major life hardship um, penalty for a mere like paperwork infraction that has nothing to yeah. do with what you actually did. I just wanted to rant about that. That's my first nonsense okay. thing. Okay. Oh, by the okay. way, this this Bad is insurance. What's that? You you know I don't even carry insurance proof. Oh, your proof? I never have. Card? Well, I mean, I, I, I when I get my policy, I print out the card for one month, but I never have the next month or the next month. And I Oh, my card says like whatever tickets I get or whatever, I just on the ticket it says send proof of insurance to here and I just do that. Oh, and you copy it. Yeah, see Indiana could do that and that would be easy. But the thing is this wasn't a ticket. He was found not at fault. But you still have to prove yeah. proof of insurance. Yeah. So Well, you would in in Ohio too. Yeah. So I just I just never bothered carrying it with me cuz I know I'm going to have to send it in later anyway. I bet I bet that's probably true. Is that there's probably no point in carrying it with you because you you always got to send it in. But the thing is, if you don't have yeah. it with you, in addition to having send it in, are you going to get a $120 fine? A ticket? Usually not, not but it. I think if a, if a cop wanted to be a jerk, he could. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's state by state, too. I think it's, well, yeah. I so. think it depends on the cop, um, as it often does. By the way, I, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up, and, and I, I don't have it in my notes so and, and a specific link to it, but... I did learn that there is a bishop in Canada. You know, those Canucks are all nuts anyway. But there's a bishop in Canada yeah. who is specifically uh, refusing the sacraments to any Catholics who aren't vi- uh, vaccinated. This is yeah. problematic for Catholics especially because like we, you know, I mean, we pointed out earlier how the whole vaccine thing is a religious more than medical kind of thing. And for bishops to do this, it's like, it's like they're replacing their Catholic faith with a secular religion. Wh- yeah, whatever that religion uh, is, disgusting. I don't know. But it, it, it's very... Um, this is Douglas Crosby. Yeah, very disturbing uh, that there are bishops doing this. This is... It's disgusting. I I just... Yeah. I How do these people think... Look, I, I don't... I don't get this. I... Your whole life, your whole job is serving God. Now, when you've decided to take this path, don't you start thinking, well, okay, I'm not I'm going to get a different job now? No, you know what I mean? What Let, let's let's even take put it in a little bit more pragmatically. Your whole job is shepherding souls into heaven. Yeah. Like, you have almost so, nothing to do with the body. Yeah. It, it, it's Okay, so now I'm going to make my concern the body to the detriment of the soul. Yeah, I'm going mean, to... I don't know how any bishop who's doing something like this is possibly going to withstand judgment when he dies. Yeah, that's what I... I it, did, don't like they how, even... Do they even not believe in it? Or yeah, is it I, that you know, these, they think they're doing good? These are probably the same bishops who either don't believe in... He, you know, maybe they don't even believe at all, 
but they they probably yeah. if they do believe they believe in universal salvation. They can't anyway. believe. Yeah, they can't. They can't believe the teachings of the church if they're doing this. Right. It, it's just that's impossible. Doesn't make any. So sense. why don't you go get another job? Yeah, I understand you put a lot of time into this. Admit, you, but be honest about it. Quit being a bishop. Go get a different job. You could. You must have made some friends while you were bishop. <laughs> yeah. Go touch on one of them. Well, the problem is his friendship probably arose from having authority to spend money in the church. That's true. So, um, that's not real friendship. So they would they wouldn't be able to uh, lean on those friends for a job later on. But it's just, I aren't you scared at all? I mean, when I do something wrong, I'm I'm in I'm in kind of a hurry to get to confession. First of all, because I I want to be back in yeah, union with it's God. Like, I want to you know I mean when I want to get that off. When my you're a soul. kid, you worry about it because oh my, what if I die? What if you know? And then you, you're like yeah. you're afraid to do things like go on roller coasters and that kind of stuff. But but when you grow older, right. it's like it's like. Wow, I just lost my my place in the company of saints. I, you know, I they're not around me anymore. They, you know, you feel that sort of yeah. like desolation um, that you crave. It's like, don't these bishops have? a But sense at the of same that? time, at the same time, you still do little worry about like, I, I sure hope I don't die. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. I kind of trust in God on that one, <clears throat> but still. When you're doing something this deliberately against the people of God, are you afraid of like lightning or something coming down and hitting you? Yeah, I, I, I think I don't understand this at all. Yeah, they I, they really must not. Uh, you know, the thing is, it's like you could say the same thing about the priests and bishops that are that are you know out there diddling boys and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, like yeah, I know. How can they? Pu- in fact, there was one guy when, when I used to go to Old St. Mary's um, as, as a, um older teenager, and we would go and, and meet in the building next door for coffee and donuts and stuff. And there was one guy who, he was kind of have I I almost think it was almost a crisis of faith, but but it, 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 he was asking, he's like, these priests, they go to, to years in seminary, they learn the stuff, they know the theology, they know the morality, they know... That they're going to go to hell for doing this stuff. How is it possible that they still do it? You know, and and he yeah. had, was having that kind of a question. Well, you know, it's, it, it, I, I guess I, it's yeah. the same That's question with these I bishops think of it. here. It's just, yeah, you spent your whole life studying this stuff, didn't you? Exactly. Don't you know how bad this is? So, anyway. That's not even on my list. Okay. That's just something that I, I, I actually thought you were going to bring yeah, it up in your, I forgot your about current that. events because it's, yeah, it's not quite I forgot light enough it. to be a, a nonsense thing. But anyway, so right. the next thing, though, is kind of funny. So in this, um, I, I think it's like some somewhere in California, um, this guy, but both of these are YouTube videos. So this guy is gives he's this like hippie white guy and dreadlocks and that kind of stuff. And he's giving this anti- uh-huh forced vaccination talk it's like at a town meeting where you know those town meetings where you come up and anybody who wants to talk is allowed to but you have a time limit maybe it's a minute and a half two minutes whatever and so he comes up and he starts he starts out by like whistling and blowing into the mic and those are the winds of time and you know that kind of stuff but he builds into this this like like big and it was it's clear that he like constructed this ahead of time that it's not just 
you know, spur of the moment right. uh, or anything like that. But he builds into this big anti-vaccine, uh, not not anti-vaccine, but anti-forced vaccine um, kind of a thing. Okay. Now, the actual things, that, like if you could read a transcript of it, it, a lot of the things he said are probably things we would agree with. But, it, you know, it's, it's yeah. kind of a, it's a performance that it's entertaining. Dorky. But then somebody took that and they started playing like, metal music next to it kind of now i i haven't watched okay. i heard the video with the metal music and when the guy's talking it sounds like he's singing i don't know i i haven't gone and watched the original video of him just talking so i don't know whether they're doing um auto-tune on his voice in order to make it sound like he's singing or not i suspect they are um but anyway i mean i've included both links one just to the original and then one to the metal um, thing. So okay. it's, it's just kind we of, we should a fun make our thing. own version of it. It's a fun and do thing. a, a lip sync in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now how they did that with the, the Hitler talks, they had all these different, uh, lip syncs. Oh no, with, I didn't, uh, I didn't see that. That movie. What, what's that movie where there was a, uh, conspiracy to kill Hitler between like seven guys, I think. Uh, and Valkyrie? they came close to doing it. Yeah, yeah it was, that was based on a true story. There's a, Tom Cruise uh, story. Yeah, started in it. Yeah, yeah, that was based on a true story. I there's haven't a, seen it. I'd like to. There's a scene in there where they, I don't think they even lip sync. They just changed the captions of what Hitler's saying to be about different things, to be about the newest American car and things like that. And it's hilarious. <laughs> there's like ten of them that'll have you. Busting your gut laughing. Okay, I gotta should, check those out. We should do that with this video. We should add our own lip sync. That's and right. <laughs> Put start another viral on. chain of yeah. Anyway, I, I gotta go watch the. I I watched the. Um, my son brought it to me. Actually, I watched the metal one, but I gotta go watch the original. See what he's actually okay. saying. Um, yeah, but he's definitely right. against forced vaccinations, uh, which we are too. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next. So apparently there was a famous uh, called uh, house called Skinny House. I don't know in Boston. The house itself is only like ten feet wide. It, it's kind of like you, you know those wow. houses where where you have like like they're right up against each other, kind of a thing. Like you know, like shotgun houses or, or townhouses or something like that. Except you know, like okay. like downtown and stuff. So this house. It's like yeah. situated between two of these buildings. It's only ten feet wide. The whole house. I mean, you think a bedroom is typically you know like twelve by eleven feet or something. Um, yeah, I know, but <laughs> our, my house is real skinny. Well, your house is skinny, I got but a skinny house, but not ten feet skinny. I, I bet your house. No, not ten feet yeah. skinny. <laughs> anyway, so this skinny house sold for like one point two five million dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money for 10 feet. That's $125,000 per foot of width of the house. Wow. <laughs> I wonder how far back it goes. Uh, well, that, yeah, I, like I don't know. That's, um, that's one of the, it's like, okay, maybe it goes way back. And, you know, it's like, okay, uh, this whole big stack. Well, of, if it's, 
<laughs> if it's downtown and it's between two buildings, probably, probably not so they much. want that real estate. Yeah, it's it, probably the real estate that they're paying for. Could be, could be, and and in fact, uh, you know, who knows? It, it could be that they're planning on converting the downstairs into a storefront or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. okay. Next, this I, I hesitated even bringing this on our podcast, but it was just too funny. So apparently a uh, group of teachers, um, you know, planning a, um, a school field trip and their normal bus fell through. This is in Massachusetts. So their normal bus fell through. Okay. And so they scrambled this is high school students. Okay. So, so it's not quite so bad, but, um, the only bus they could end up that they were able to, to get was a party bus. Uh, which had oh, okay. dancing poles. Did it have a pole? Yeah. <laughs> <Poles>. <laughs> so anyway. I, I How many people is this? Well, it's it's high school students. So, you know, like, imagine a class. Like, I guess. is it a whole high school class? Ele- or it's 11th like grade advanced placement language and composition teacher. Uh, okay. A real bus shortage. It speaks to so major probably flaws. a small number of kids. I wonder if they had stocked you know, I, mini fridges. It doesn't even say how many the, kids there were. It just said that the eleventh, you know, high school students on a field trip. Mm-hmm. That'd be a cool teacher. <laughs> the teacher would go down. Well, the teacher's the complaining about it, but I'm sure the students are thinking, "Hey, oh. teacher, why don't you show us what those poles are for?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Well, I I do have a saint here, but I didn't really uh, prepare well. Oh, that's okay. Uh, At least give a mention. We, we got to keep doing that. That's a good thing we've been doing. Yeah. We have Abra- Abraham of Kaduna. It's K-I-D-U-N-A. Also known as Abraham the Great. Abraham of Kaduna. Kadun- uh, this is spelled Kidunaja. Okay. There's Kaduna. I don't. So there's this. He died in the Mesopotamia in ancient Greece in a town of Beth Kaduna. So he's known as Abraham of Kaduna. Okay. Um, he was scheduled to be married by his parents, and uh, I guess there's like a seven day celebration preceding the actual ceremony. Can you imagine a seven-day party for getting married? Yeah, some of those eastern countries, uh, like in India, that's it's it's a long process. Wow, and an expensive I have a hard one time too because with the like reception. you invite your friends, and then they'll invite their friends, and they'll invite their friends, and then you know it, it's like you don't that's really. That's why have they say you got to have so much list. money to get married. What's that? It's that's why they always say you need a bunch of money to get married. It's because of these stupid parties. Yeah. Well, it's that way in America too. You got to have like ten thousand dollars just for the wedding, and it's like that's insane. Just elope. Um, <laughs> anyway, during that seventh day celebration, he disappeared, and the his friends and families went around looking for him everywhere. <clears throat> they found him close to a town called Edisa, uh, in a cave, and he was deep in prayer. And they said, come on back to the wedding. It's time to get married. Time to do all your marriage stuff. And he refused. He said he wanted to devote his life to God and to live as a desert hermit. 
they tried to change his mind. They stayed at the cave with him for 17 days, um, but he wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. So after 17 days, they finally left him. So he stays at this cave to live as a desert hermit, but uh, as a lot of times happens with these desert hermits, they get a reputation, and people from close-by towns travel for miles, not even close-by towns, People travel for miles to go see him, ask his advice, ask for his prayers, he ends up maybe not being even able to learn to how to be like him. Permit that he wanted to yeah. Be. Yep. He can't be alone. So he builds this giant wall in the cave to enclose himself further. <laughs> and he, there's this tiny little passage where he can slide food back and forth. Oh, okay. And that's it. I don't get this at all. I mean, if you're taking food in, you got to be putting something out. What happens to that? Well, he has to slide out in order to, you know, do his waste and stuff, yeah. I'm sure. Hey, will somebody empty this for me? <laughs> Can you imagine? I will give you advice. I will pray for you after you empty this. Maybe it was a like a wet cave, so there's a river running through it, and he could... Could be, yeah. You know, okay. Well, anyway, uh, people still came for miles around, and they would give him food that he needs, stuff like that. Now, the bishop in that town of Edessa, Edessa uh, visited him and asked him to visit the city of Kaduna. Okay. Because he had sent other missionaries, I guess the, the bishop uh, had sent other missionaries to that town to try to convert the people, but they were all idol worshipers. And so he would send in a, a missionary, and the missionary would either be cast out or murdered. So uh, Abraham of Kaduna says, yeah, I'll go back to Kaduna. Um, I get his parents had left him a bunch of money and he used that to build a church in the city. Um, after the church is built, Abraham walks through the city smashing all the idols that he can find. Uh-huh. And he's just destroying everybody's idols and he, you know, gets people to follow him back to the church and starts preaching to them and gets a lot of people to accept Jesus Christ and shows them the emptiness of these false gods they've been, uh, worshiping. But, uh, the crowd beats him up, drives him out of the city. The next morning, they find him out preaching again. All his wounds are miraculously healed. <laughs> there you go. Again. <laughs> again. Yeah. It's just That's over a, and such over a again. Common, uh, I, I don't know. Can I accuse God of a trope? <laughs> yeah. It's like God wanted to get the most out of each saint. So he would heal, their heal them again and again and again. <laughs> and let them be tortured again and again and again. Uh, they drag him to the edge of town and they stone him to death. And they leave him there. But he shows up again the next morning without a scratch. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, these kinds of things kept happening. Uh, he spent three years in the town preaching to them and endured all kinds of abuse and insult and everything else. Um, you know, the he's living a holy life and he's walking the walk and talking the talk. And eventually some people are getting... To be convinced. Mm -hmm. And so he finally feels like he's converted enough people. There's a church there to for people to run. 
He goes back to the desert, back to his cave, and he lives there for a little while. Years later, his brother dies, and his brother had a daughter named Mary, a niece. She goes out to uh, be brought up by him, and he has another cell built in the cave for her. So it's him and Mary, and he's kind of, you know, raising her up in the church as, I guess, as a, I don't know if he had planned on her just being a Christian and then going back to the city or if he wanted her to become a hermit. I don't know. But, you know, she's a young, pretty woman and she's seduced by a man and she runs away with him. Oh, okay. Um, she, I guess, you know, he, the guy leaves her and she ends up back in the town and she's afraid to go back to her uncle because she's a prostitute now mm-hmm. to, you know, take care of herself. Yeah. Uh, Abraham finds out about it, finds out where she was, and he goes there pretending, pretending to be a customer. Uh, he goes into an inn and sits and eats and drinks with her. Finally, he tells her who he is. She begs his forgiveness, and they return to the cave. But there, uh, they lived out their lives. Abraham lived there the rest of his life. Five years after he dies, uh, Mary dies, and uh, that's that's who Abraham of Kaduna is. Okay. So his his final death, he was martyred once. <laughs> his, he was martyred several times. But left, his like final left for dead several times? Um, yeah. So, But his final death was not a uh, violent one, it sounds like. Right. Okay. He was well uh, after dying several times taking, violently. He deserves a nonviolent death. I I would say. Yeah. Oh wow. Taking okay. care of his niece. So does who, he have any um, a, patronages? You know what? See, I should look up this crap before I start talking. Well, you know we're going to talk um, about it. I know, but I didn't know who I was going to talk about. Because oh, okay. I uh, where is? Wikipedia is a good place to find these because they list the patronages. Uh, I no, I don't see any. I don't think he's the patron of oh, anything. Okay. Well, he's a good example he's anyway. Celebrated in the Eastern churches a lot. Yeah, but he's not. Well, I mean, the thing is, he wanted to be a desert hermit, but his bishop said, "You've got to go build a church here. You've got to go be a priest in this right. town." And he did that, and he was committed to that, and, and he he was martyred over and over again for it, and suffered over and over again for it. I mean, you know, that's that's the kind of evangelism we need today: is people willing to. So what suffer. you see is you've got a bishop who who isn't he? He's given kind of a hard task here. He's got to tell this guy who's out serving God in his own way, hey. I need you to serve God this way. Why? Because I need to try to uh, evangelize and and get more souls into heaven this way. Yeah. And I'm going to have to use you, which I imagine he didn't want to do. He knew that Abraham wouldn't want to do it. Right. But he sends him there. And, of course, he's also sending him possibly to his own death. He was sending him to his own death because so he got killed a couple this times. This is one where you, but the bishop and St. Abraham... You know, you've got to to uh, praise here. Yeah, they both had something hard to do, and they did it, and they did it for the glory of God 
to bring more souls to God, which is what happened, which is what ended up happening. Now we've got bishops in Canada who are trying to, who are finding reasons to exclude people and petty to reasons. fire the priests that they do have. Petty reasons to exclude people. Yeah, it's, it's so backwards. It's, it's so sad that there could exist a guy named Bishop Douglas Crosby who, who would do things like this. It's, it's so much against the, the spirit of the Catholic Church. It's, I, I, you just left kind of speechless here that, that this could exist. We need all uh, the pre- saints of the first four centuries to pray for us today. Yeah. And we need to look yeah. to them for examples too. And we've got like 12 of them now listed on our website. Yeah. That you can look at who, who did these amazing things. And sometimes it was about converting whole cities. Sometimes it was just his niece who he cared about and didn't want to see go to hell. So he brings her back home and gets her to, uh, live as a Christian. I don't, it's sad that these people just don't exist anymore. Nope. All right. That is Abraham of Kaduna. Okay. St. Abraham, pray for us. We got it. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, folks, think about what we said, and uh, we'll see you next week. But as always, circle the beads. Bye, everyone. Keep praying a rosary. Bye.